Welcome to Ottawa Valley Vineyard, where we simply want to help you encounter Jesus, be transformed, and share His love. So we're looking at this incredible text in Isaiah uh, that we've read, you know, so many times. In fact, it's probably the most familiar text in that book to us because we typically read it most Christmas seasons. It's a piece of the story that is just filled with hope. It's sort of filled with life. It's filled with joy. And it's kind of uh, that one that kind of, as I read it every time, as I read it to you, I'm starting to get choked up because there's so much power in the hope that comes with Jesus. But the rest of the book is miserable. <laughs> it's not quite miserable. There's, there's some bright moments in it. But it's uh, a, a story of hope coming into a very difficult place. Um, as we sort of look at this over the next week, as you hopefully will get a chance to walk through these verses uh, in the devotional that's going to be provided, um, what you're going to see is that uh, the place that Israel was in at the time this word of hope, hope came was a terrible place. Uh, Israel was uh, apostate. Israel was a, a country, a nation that was divided. It had been divided uh, from Judah. Uh, it was a place where uh, people within the nation were fighting one another. Its leadership was incredibly corrupt. Uh, the wealthy were bringing wealth into themselves, and the poor in the community were more deeply impoverished uh, than, they, than they had been uh, since their entry into the promised land. Uh, their, their, their religious leadership uh, had allowed things like uh, idol worship and all kinds of uh, ugly, ugly things and ugly moral practices come into the society so that it was actually a very dark place in that time. And at that point in the story, God had been fed up. He had spoken to them and spoken to them and spoken to them and said, come to me, people, come to me. And they had refused to repent. And finally, God said, you are going to get what you have, uh, the trajectory that you have set yourself on, the direction you're going, it's going to play out. I'm going to have to let happen what's about to happen. And judgment is going to come on. On you. And what happens in this story uh, of the history is that this sort of end of division and separation and the falling of the nation of Israel, God sort of says, okay, I give up in a sense. And as Isaiah begins to prophesy and begins to, to speak, uh, something happens in the hearts of the people and they become even harder. You see that reflected in the earlier verses of the text. And they go darker. And he says to them, okay, now the nation of Assyria is going to come and it's going to oppress you. And now the nation of Babylon is going to follow Assyria. And Babylon is going to take you off into captivity. You're going to be removed from your land and your temple is going to be destroyed. Uh, but I will cause a remnant eventually to come back. And it's this moment in Isaiah chapter 9 that in all of that darkness, all of the judgment, all of the difficulty that's to come for the nation of Israel, the difficulty that they've brought on themselves, God gives a glimmer of hope. And that glimmer of hope is a baby. That glimmer of hope is just the idea that a child will be born to rule the nation of Israel and lead it in a good direction, to expand the nation. 
what we know today to have been expanded to include us. And what I want us to take from that just this morning, and that's just a little piece of what's in all of these texts, is that when you are in the darkest place imaginable, when you are in the hardest place you will ever be, there is a hope that will come to you in the form of Christ and who he is and the power of his presence that will endure every phase of hardship that could possibly come to you. For the nation of Israel, they endured the coming of Assyria. They endured uh, the coming of the armies of Babylon who had seen their treasure and how great it was, betrayed them, and said, ultimately, we're just going to take what you have. and We're going to take your people and we're going to make them slaves. Uh, the years of exile. We maybe are feeling some sense of exile now in this time of the pandemic. And then what followed? They came back to the land. They rebuilt the temple. A time of great joy under Nehemiah and Ezra. And we see these incredible books. And again, uh, they lived and they fell and they became religious and they became prideful. And the Romans came. And the temple was torn down. But still, the hope remained. And in the middle of this occupation of Rome, hundreds of years after Isaiah had spoken, Assyria had happened, Babylon had happened, exile had happened, the return had happened, the rebuilding of the temple had happened. In that moment, that child that they'd been waiting for, that hope that they had had, came to them in reality, in flesh, and in blood in the person Jesus. And now, as we look at the story of Rome, uh, the Crusades, and all of the pain that has washed over the Holy Land, we saw that from that moment, amidst all of that pain, that hope has grown into a tree that is real, that lives and breathes. That infant has grown into something that we now call the body of Christ. That infant, that hope for the world is here, sitting in this room. That hope for the world resides in you. You are the hope bringers for a world in darkness. The child that was born in Bethlehem lives in you, and you now are his hands and feet. And you have a vocation to bring the life and light and hope that the world is desperately longing for into your homes, into your workplaces, into your schools, into everywhere there is darkness. Because the child lives in you. The promise spoken of resides in you. You have hope. And more than having hope, you are hope. There is so much power available to you through what Christ has done, through his death, through his burial, through his resurrection. He lives in you. And so when darkness closes in, uh, when you feel the deep darkness, when you feel depression, when you feel despair, remember who you are. Remember who he has made you to be. 
that oppression is meant to be cast off through you because he has saved you. He has made you new. And if you're here, if you're listening, or if you're on the stream and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, know that he wants his kingdom. He wants uh, his government to be happening through you. That he wants to have that relationship with you. He wants to be born inside of you, to transform your life, to drive out the darkness, and to make you new. He has something very, very special for you. And it is just yours to receive as grace, to accept as love from him. Salvation and a vocation. Hope, because he loves you. He was born for you. Let's pray. can stand. Worship team can come. Father, we are just amazed to be a part of this uh, incredible story. We're, we're amazed to, to, to know that into such a time of darkness, you spoke incredible light and incredible hope that endured to the time of Christ and not only endured but at that point exploded into reality. Not hope that is distant, not hope that is far away, but hope that is present to us. Hope that was made flesh and dwelt among us. And hope that we're meant to act out and to shine out into the world. So I bless this community to be bringers of light, bringers of hope. Uh, not under it, not under despair, not under pain, but would you lift the weight of the yoke of oppression, of spiritual oppression off of us and set your people free to shine. Let your power come, Lord Jesus, on this body. Let it live out its true vocation. Come, Lord Jesus. We love you. We worship you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. To connect to the ministries of Ottawa Valley Vineyard, visit ovv.ca.